This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Hi, I'm Ralph Tucker from Tucker Media. The year 2020 has certainly presented challenges for everyone across the world. In 2020 Revision, I'll chat to a cross-section of the community about their experiences and learnings in this truly unique period of history. From business owners, to professional athletes, to new mums, everyone will share their stories. And to give it an authentic 2020 feel, I've recorded these chats at my kitchen table over Zoom. Oriana Angel, welcome to 2020 Revision. Hi Ralph, nice to be here. Now, you're the director of In The Media PR. Can you take me through your 2020, please? It's been, we sort of launched into 2020 really quickly. Um, We sort of started the year with a lot of goals and how we planned and what we wanted the year to look like. Um, Come March, we could see that wasn't going the way we had thought it was going. I guess, so, so, so we're a PR agency and PR falls in the bracket of marketing. And um, come COVID time, you know, the first, you know, there was that the moment of everything's shutting down, the country's shutting down in March. And we thought, you know, we, we tended to, you know, prepare for the worst really quickly. We sort of like, you know, our clients, you could see they were all panicking and looking at sort of talking about taking breaks or seeing how they could keep us on and, you know, not sure how they could manage Um, We went into damage control, but, you know, really quickly that changed. Um, You know, we sort of, we dropped, we dropped our fees, kept our clients on, but it all changed quickly when we decided that we weren't going to be a business that sat back and um, let the situation take us. We decided, you know, we're not going, as we went into lockdown, we're going to keep working. Um, Our company works remotely anyway. Our whole team, we're all ex-journalists. So everyone was really, we were all set up for remote work. So that was easy. You know, we were preparing for the worst, but, you know, it's quickly showed like within, you know, a couple of weeks, we could see that there were a lot of opportunities in the media as a PR agency. And um, we just thought, let's just try to bring our clients in with what's happening rather than, you know, shrink away and say, you know, this is an, a, a terrible situation. Um, you know, let's just take time off, everyone regroup, go home. We just thought, okay, let's try to bring, we do PR, let's try to bring our clients into what's going on in the media. And um, we found that the journalists were also in a state of flux. They didn't know, they didn't, they were all suddenly working from home. They needed content. And um, all of a sudden people were watching a lot more news, tuning into the media. So they were really taking a lot of our stories all of a sudden. And yeah, it didn't go the way we had expected, but it wasn't all doom and gloom. So let's unpack that for a bit. I mean, yeah. obviously the fact that, as you mentioned, you guys were prepared and, and have worked from home for a long time where a lot of businesses were taking a few weeks to work out exactly how that sort of setup would go, how productivity would, would go, and then work it out from there. Whereas you guys were already prepared for it. Your clients, as you sort of said, were, were sort of panicking how important was it for you to sort of sit back and, I guess, embrace the change that was coming rather than just completely freaking out, which is what a lot of other businesses did? Uh, well, I've got, I've got a partner, Janine Moore, and we sort of, my, I, we, we really bounced off each other. We both decided that we're not going to sit back. We're going to be really proactive and we're just going to come into this and see how we can get our business through this without 
without having to, we're not going to fall over. We're just going to model, you know, we're going to change our business to fit in with the situation. And from the get-go, we had that mentality. And we feel, I feel like it really helped us through the time. And we actually have grown and taken on new staff. And business-wise, we've expanded through this time. So seeing the opportunities and presenting them and almost selling that to your clients would have been an important aspect during this period because, as you said, one of the first things to go traditionally when a crisis hits is a marketing spend or a marketing budget. So being able to convince clients that there's actually opportunities out there in this world because I think after the initial period where you know, there was a lot of reporting about the coronavirus. Obviously, people were suffering from, and media outlets were the same, coronavirus fatigue. So what are the opportunities and how can we link them to this period? Well, it started off at the beginning. I think now everyone's in coronavirus fatigue. But back in March, I don't think many people really realised that, that that you could actually tie in your, your clients with the media agenda. A lot of PR agencies, I think, just really went into shutdown mode. And um, whereas at that time, you know, their journalists were really scrambling for content. They were, they were also, you know, reporting, you know, basically overnight from reporting on everything that's happening in the news to literally focusing on one topic and one topic alone. So, and they weren't, suddenly they didn't have that feed in of all the PR agencies giving them ideas or, you know, suddenly they had to change their focus. They'd never, a lot of journalists had never reported through a crisis so it was, I think it was equally hard for the media to switch into that. So there was obviously the breaking news in, you know, during the coronavirus, there's, you know, there was back in March, there was, you know, what's happening, you know, the, the breaking news. But then so much of the media is actually just bits of information that people find interesting. So it's not always breaking news. There's still lifestyle. So look, a couple of examples, um, you know, one of our clients, a car sharing company, um, they they thought, okay, people aren't going to want to share their car anymore because it's, you know, you could, it's community transmission. You know, you're touching something that someone else is touching. You know, who's going to want to do that? But actually it really grew their memberships, grew during um, coronavirus. And we helped, you know, we were promoting the fact that people were jumping on car sharing to avoid community transmission. So they weren't going on buses. Another client was a real estate agency. So you know, while their business took real estate, so take real estate, for example, it um, basically overnight that the industry changed, they had to suddenly switch to remote selling. So, you know, there was businesses scrambling to get their messaging out. So suddenly, all of a sudden, your whole business model changes from doing open homes, all of a sudden, everything's done remotely. So they were desperate to get their messaging out and we really were able to help them do that. So we were getting this real estate agent, a national real estate agency client, when it switched to remote selling, uh, they were on the project, Herald, you know, they were all over, they were on pretty much every news channel, all over. So, you know, journalists were trying to coverage, everything was happening so quickly in those early days. With that in mind, I mean, obviously, how important was it that the clients that you had trusted the fact that you could deliver to them in a period where other businesses were struggling to deliver to their clients. So obviously that's the linchpin of a, a PR agency in any case because they're they're taking, I guess, a bit of a, a gamble in the fact that you will be able to promote their business in certain circumstances. They're not exactly prepared for a global pandemic. 
Yeah. Look, it was crisis communication in a lot of ways. And we were nervous. We were still nervous that clients weren't going to drop off. But uh, we just sort of went with it. And I think each time the clients could see the return on investment and word of mouth actually grew. And they all, each one was recommending. We ended up having, we pretty much, we brought on two staff members during the midst of it all to accommodate all the clients that jumped on. So it was all word of mouth and, you know, delivering, you know, seeing the results, tangible results. And that's how we work really. So having a background as a journalist obviously gives you a bit of an edge in this area where a lot of PR agencies claim to be able to deliver results. You actually know what the media wants, when they want it, how they want it delivered, how to package it up. So being able to pitch obviously gives you a bit of an edge in that area, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we started the agency because we've all worked as journalists. So I worked at The Australian and I worked at The Daily Telegraph for about 15 years. And I am, you know, I got a lot of really crappy press releases. You know, press releases where the story is buried on page four. And, um, you know, journalists don't have time for that. Journalists, you know, they don't want to, it's not an ad. PR is really different from advertising. So I, I have years and years and years of dealing with PR agencies that, that they don't really understand how the media works. So um, my partner also comes from radio and we only hire ex-journalists. So people that really understand the media. And I, I think that is a big advantage in terms of securing, you know, being able to insert your clients into the media agenda. And look, it's also been a terrible time for the media industry Obviously, there's been a lot of redundancies. Um, a lot of journalists have lost their jobs more than ever before. News organisations are closing down. But on the other hand, for our business and the way we fit in, we saw, you know, we were able to realise that, you know, all the, the journalists that are on the ground, that, you know, they've lost 20% of their workforce. Those journalists have to still produce the same amount of, they still need to produce the daily news. They still need to produce the newspapers. There's 24 hour, you know, 24 seven appetite for online media. So they're really slammed. So we were really just finding that we were helping them. Our team, sometimes we were writing stories. We were finding case studies for them. We we're finding statistics. We're really delivering the whole story to them on a package, on a plate. So when they, you know, when they're slammed with 15 stories and deciding which one to cover, the one that's it's all delivered on a plate and it's a good story and written well they're more likely to take that so we've got really good relationships with the journalists themselves you're able to prove to your clients that they will get a good return on investment as you mentioned before because that's probably something where pr cops a bit of a, a rap in the fact that they pay a lot of money for minimal results so you're actually yeah. able to show a tangible result in terms of what they get back for their, the money that they spend? Yeah, look, from the beginning, we set up our agency. We don't lock clients in on a retainer. Most, you know, most in this industry, you know, you sign up for six months and you're locked in. Our clients can stay with us. So they can, you know, each month, they can stay with us or they can leave. Each month, it's up to them. So, you know, if you want to, if you see the results, you stay with us. If you don't, um, that's fine. You can go and you can use that marketing spend somewhere else. And, you know, that was a risk because that's, you know, when, you know, clients can just drop off from one day to the next. And that was our concern at the beginning. But at the same time, really, we're results focused. We like we, we don't want to take our clients money and at the end of the month have them not pleased with the results. We aim to, you know, to surpass those expectations and 
and we deliver. And I guess that's why during this time of uncertainty and change, uh, the word word has spread and we've just had a lot of clients come on that they want something different. No, no, no business has extra money to spend at the moment. You know, there's been a, it's been a terrible time for many, many businesses. And, um, you know, people are looking at doing things differently, I think now. I mean, is there an element, again, as, as I mentioned before, of trust, the fact that you will deliver, that you have got these people that work for you that do have the background that you have in terms of being able to reach out to contact. So it must be pleasing in many respects to sort of prove that time and time again, the fact that you can keep going back to your contacts or develop new contacts or create things for your clients and and have them come back to you and say, yeah, that was a really positive experience as opposed to going to a PR agency and and walking away from it and and having a really bitter feeling because they've they've trusted someone who hasn't been able Mm. to deliver. Yeah, look, some clients, they'll just look at us and go, you know, I've worked with PR before. It's been a disaster. I paid 10000 for the month or, you know, six. I've spent $60,000 over, you know, nearly a year or six months, whatever that is. And I've gotten, you know, one small story on the back of page 10, you know, in the newspaper or they got, you know, they got one little mention in an online site and that, that's what they spent the money. So we are going against some thoughts that people have had in their mind with PR. So we're really, we really like to differentiate ourselves from traditional PR and look at the end of the day, we all love what we do. And, um, you know, we're, we, we're in it just as much for the passion and, um, you know, we don't take on every client. We like to, you know, these clients do that we take on do end up having stories that tend to go viral and we like to, to spread the, the stories. We, we wouldn't, we're not advertising. We're not promoting products. You know, we work with mental health. We work in the fields of health, um, the sharing economy, um, real estate, we, we work, we, we like to work in areas that are, you know, that have a story. It's easier to sell a story. And, you know, remember journalists find it hard to get in touch with people. So, you know, if it's so hard for a journalist to get in touch with a doctor, we actually had a medical clinic come on during this, you know, during 2020. And, um, you know, they had so many opportunities to share really important advice with their target audience. And, Journalists were happy because it's really hard to get doctors on the phone. They're busy, they're in meetings, they're seeing clients, patients. So you mentioned advertising a few times and the fact that PR, if done right, is actually better value because if you think about years gone by, people might spend $50,000 on a one-page ad in the Sydney Morning Herald and it's sort of like throwing out a, a massive sort of net and hoping to catch a few fish, whereas you've selected journalists that you know and trust um, you can sort of target the niche areas that the that the clients are based in and, and then deliver on that and have a more focused approach to what you do rather than the old spray and pray approach, which ad- advertising can be on television, radio and newspapers and online. Yeah, look, absolutely. I, I don't think many businesses, unless you're a, a big, big business, it's hard to, it's not really the realm of small business advertising or medium business I mean, we've worked with clients who have spent $100,000 a month on advertising. And um, as uh, when we've come on, they've sort of reshifted that and basically, you know, dumped the advertising. Look, it's the, the results from PR are much more authentic because you're getting a story, you're getting editorial in the media. And it's a, it's, a, it's a real story. It's not just someone trying to shove down a product or a service down your throat as an ad. 
Um, I mean, who listens to the ads really? Um, unless it's done. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to bag the advertising industry. It's an industry in itself, but we're very different from the advertising industry. And um, in terms of the results, so, you know, we always hear from clients, you know, some clients have said, um, you know, I've spent 5,000 for three months. And in that advertising, I've sold, one of our clients sells an $11.95 product and they might've sold one product from that three months of advertising. Whereas if you get a story, you know, a, a, tr a, a genuine story in the media, which has a new sense, which, which tells the story of why you started the business. What's, what is the, what's the product really about? And following, you know, following one story, they might've sold, it's actually an example. I can't, I can't really say the product, but they sold $9,000 following one radio interview. It's pretty impressive. Opposed, yeah. So when people are sort of looking at that and then analyzing where they should spend their money, I mean, it seems like a bit of a, a no brainer in, in many respects. The fact that you're identifying any business that comes to you and being able to find a story within any business and that is the the true art of PR. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. It's a challenge, you know. You know, every business has a story and it's it's just, you know, to find that story and uncover it and and you know, that's what I love as an ex-journalist. I love hearing people's stories and telling those stories and I don't really feel like it's any different from working as a journalist. We've moved into the business side of things now and you know, um, over the years, I've moved from being a journalist to now managing staff and managing a team and um, liaising with clients. And but we really, really enjoy it. And it's a good transition. And I think for an industry as a journalist, it's an industry that's really changed. A lot of journalists are moving into other roles. There are a lot of journalists that are moving into PR or media advising. And I think the whole industry is in a real transition. Um but interestingly as well, I think that um, the, the studies show that media consumption actually during 2020 skyrocketed. You know, I think, I think it was up 65% at some point. I don't quote me on those figures, but um, it's, it's really, you know, people tune in in a time of crisis to, to the media. So more and more people have the appetite to read the newspapers, to to watch the news. So it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. So at the same time, they're getting rid of journalists, but a lot of opportunities still. And it's, you know, the, the, me the media is evolving and changing every day. So if we just latch onto that word opportunity again there for a moment and, and perhaps look at perhaps what the, the learnings were from 2020, I'd imagine seeing opportunities and going for them would be one of them. Yeah, I, I think it, it's a, it was a big opportunity to refine, redefine your business. I know so many businesses across the country and across the world have redefined their business. And, you know, I don't know if there's any going back to the old normal. I mean, overnight, businesses transformed to work from home, to work from home workforce. And then there was, you know, there were, there, there's no, you know, the, all the rent and, the, you know, your offices that were formerly, you know, filled with people are no longer filled with people. And, you know, switching to Zoom calls and, I mean, you have to be nimble to, to ride this time, I think, agile. Um, you know, these are the, the catchphrases of 2020, I think. Pivot. Most businesses probably have done that during this time of change. I think that's probably a testament to how Australians were during that period where they probably had a couple of days to freak out and then realise, hang on a minute, we need to keep going here. And 
the amount of innovation that has taken place yeah. this year has been amazing. Like, you know, you look at high-end restaurants that, you know, were forced into takeaway situations pretty much straight away. There was other instances where people were creating furniture and, and, and having that because people were working from home, but also they had to teach their children from home because schools were shut down. That's probably another of the, the learnings that came out of 2020 that people could actually benefit from this situation because they were forced into it. Absolutely. And and the ones that benefited have been the ones that were able to change and change what they're doing. Just things change so quickly. Like it just felt like from one day, one week to the next, the situation was changing. And everyone, you just, all business owners, all people, schools, everyone, I think everyone really had to ride the wave and change and to do what they can with that. And I, I just sort of keep bringing it back to our clients, but, um, you know, every, well, everyone has those stories. So, you know, for storytelling, there were so many opportunities to tell those stories and they, they, they needed help doing that. One of our clients, they're a printer. So they had 65 staff in Sydney and they were like, you know, either we're going to make the whole staff redundant and we don't want to do that. So what can we do? So they went, they went and started building exactly, I think you mentioned it, they went to building desks because they could see that all of a sudden Ikea, Freedom, all of the furniture stores had completely sold out of desks. So a printer is suddenly making cardboard pop-out desks that you can you know, deliver to your home within 24 hours. He came on for a month of PR and following that PR, he sold $800,000 worth of Amazing. portable desks. And then he got called to go on and do um, work with the NRL to do um, fans in the stand. Like all of a sudden there was no audiences in, in the sporting game. So they were doing cardboard cutouts of people in the stand. I mean, all of, you, you'd never guess or imagine that this could happen in, this, in the state of one year. I, I don't know what 2021 is going to hold. But um, look, I guess Australia, I just keep bringing it back to Australia. We're pretty lucky compared to what's going on overseas. I think the climate here is really different. You know, we're not fighting the, the health crisis at the moment. I don't know if it's over or not, but you know, we're sort of some sense of normalcy is returning here in Australia. So what are you looking forward to most in 2021? Personally, I'm looking, I hope there's a chance to travel again. My family live overseas. I really hope to see my family again and be able to travel and I miss them. I haven't, haven't seen my dad for a year. and. So I hope, I, I really hope for a sense of normalcy. I really hope for things to settle down and, um, you know, people can get their lives back together and, you know, economic security and health. Um, but there's still a lot of unknowns. And um, I think, it, again, it's just going to take um, step by step to get through these next months and year. So if people want to learn more about the PR industry or want to get in touch with you, Oriana, how do they go about it? Drop me a line, um, my email, um, it's Oriana, O-R-Y-A-N-A, at inthemediapr.com.au or our website is just www.inthemediapr.com.au. Oriana Angel, thanks very much for joining me on 2020 Revision. Thanks, it's been lovely to chat with you, Ralph.